Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is January 28th. Today is the last day of this week's Come Follow Me block, and next week we're going to be studying Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapters 4 and 5. Now the interesting thing about this is that Mark chapter 1, which is our study this week, actually contains some of the teachings from next week in Matthew chapter 4. So we're going to skip that this week in Mark chapter 1 in order to study it next week in Matthew chapter 4. And we might take a look at some of the overlap in those gospels as well next week. But for now, let's finish up this week's Come Follow Me blog by taking a look more at these scriptures about Christ's baptism. Now, yesterday we talked about what it meant when Christ said that he was being baptized to fulfill all righteousness. We cross-reference to the scriptures in 2 Nephi chapter 31 that teaches us about Christ's obedience and his desire to be obedient to the Father in all things. Something that I loved about these verses is that it teaches us about Christ's totality in his obedience. And we know that, right? We know that he was perfect. We know that he didn't break God's commandments. But what I love is that here, when he's given a commandment that it would be easy to say, hey, that commandment doesn't apply to me. I don't need that commandment. He doesn't pick and choose what commandments he's going to keep. He chooses to keep all of God's commandments. That's a commitment that he has made. Now, what I love about it is what it teaches us about obeying all of God's commandments. We don't pick and choose. We don't selectively obey. We seek to obey all of God's commandments. And honestly, that takes a commitment within ourselves. It takes an opportunity to make promises to ourselves and to God that we will obey. That can be hard to do sometimes, especially if what we're being asked to do doesn't agree with what we want to do. But that's where obedience becomes even more important because it requires something of our soul to obey. It requires sacrifice to obey. There are so many amazing quotes about this that I really, really love. The first is by Elder Hales. He said, at times, members may participate in selective obedience, claiming to love God and honor God while picking and choosing which of his commandments and teachings and the teachings and counsels of his prophets they will fully follow. Elder Whitney Clayton said, The commandments are not a buffet from which we can pick and choose only the most appealing options. And then finally, Elder Perry said, We must not pick and choose which commandments we think are important to keep, but acknowledge all of God's commandments. We must stand firm and steadfast, having perfect confidence in the Lord's consistency and perfect trust in His promises. I love what the Savior teaches us here about complete obedience. If there were ever a commandment that didn't apply to Christ, he didn't necessarily need to be baptized. He didn't need remission of sin. But what he did need was perfect obedience to God in order to have power to become our savior. And so he didn't select, he didn't pick and choose which commandments fit him or applied to him. He obeyed all of God's commandments. And my friends, in our lives, it can be so tempting sometimes to pick and choose what commandments we want to keep. It can be so tempting sometimes to be zealous about certain commandments while turning kind of a blind eye to some of our more favorite sins. But if we are to follow Christ and follow him more completely, then we can't afford to have selective obedience be part of our lives and part of our worship. 
We need complete obedience to drive our worship of him. Now, please keep in mind when I say complete obedience, I don't mean perfect obedience. We will not obtain perfection. We will not be perfect in our obedience, but we can be perfect in our efforts and we can be perfect in our repentance. So let's flip over to the book of Luke. Now, Luke is going to tell us something about Christ's baptism that we don't see anywhere else. And I think it's really, really neat. Listen to this and see if it stands out to you like it did to me. Verse 21 of Luke chapter 3 says, Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus, also being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And the voice came from heaven, which said, Thou art my beloved son. In me, I am well pleased. Now, there are a couple things here that are so neat. The first thing that stands out to me, though, is that in this account, it makes a point to say, when all the people were baptized, then Christ was baptized. Christ wasn't baptized first, and then everyone came. Everyone came, everyone was baptized, and then the Savior took his turn. Now, there are two things about that that I think are really important and two things that we can learn from it. The first is I love Christ's example of servant leadership here. He being the Christ could have rushed to the front of the crowd and thought, well, I have priority here. Sometimes people who are in leadership positions feel like they have that right to cut to the front of the line, to go first, to make themselves a priority. But here we see Christ's servant leadership in letting everyone else go and then presenting himself to be baptized. But on top of that, and what I think might be even more important, is what happened after Christ was baptized. Remember, the Holy Ghost descended on him as a dove. And it says in the Bible dictionary that the dove was a predetermined sign that would be given to indicate that Christ was baptized. So let me ask you this. Had Christ been baptized first? And everyone had looked upon it, and everyone had seen this dove come down. And here the dove is this pre-appointed sign. Now they know for a fact, for a surety, that this is Christ. Do you think anyone would have had to exercise a lot of faith to get baptized? It would have seemed like the obvious choice, right? Here, we just saw this guy get baptized. The sign was given, so we know that this guy's the Christ. Obviously, the next step is to be baptized like him, right? But instead... They exercised faith first. They exercised faith in Christ, repentance. Then they were baptized. They took those proper steps of faith. And then they saw Christ's baptism. Then they saw this miracle happen. And I think the order of that is so important because oftentimes we expect the miracle first before we move, before we act. Sometimes we expect to know the end from the beginning for revelation to have poured out our path before we have the courage and the faith to move forward. But my friends, more often than not, God works the opposite way. More often than not, he expects us to take steps of faith. He expects us to act in faith. And then answers are given. Then the miracle is shown. Because had these people experienced the miracle, then baptism, That conversion wouldn't have been as strong or as sturdy as it would have been had they exercised the faith and then seen the miracle. President Monson once said, Faith precedes the miracle. It has ever been so and shall ever be. It was not raining when Noah was commanded to build an ark. 
There was no visible ram in the thicket when Abraham prepared to sacrifice his son Isaac. Two heavenly personages were not yet seen when Joseph kneeled and prayed. First came the test of faith, and then the miracle. Remember that faith and doubt cannot exist in the same mind at the same time, for one will dispel the other. Cast out doubt and cultivate faith. My friends, as we seek to follow Christ, we should be seeking to take steps of faith, trusting that miracles and blessings will follow. We don't need to know the end from the beginning to take that first step of faith. We just need to know enough to get started. And as we get started, as we take that first step of faith, it's my testimony that our Father in heaven will light the path before us, will continue to illuminate the way that we should go. Now, it may only be one step at a time, but as we have faith to take those first steps of faith, as we have faith to move forward in faith, it's my testimony that answers come, miracles follow, and our relationship with Christ is increased. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.